Hello, hi, my name's Wendy and I'm the editor of Sunflower Publishing. In the studio with me this afternoon, I have an author called Peter Petzeli, and I'm going to talk to him about his wonderful book, Home to Italy. Peter was born and raised in Rhode Island and grew up in the town of North Providence. After college, Peter travelled for several weeks in Italy before returning home to begin training to be an administrator in his family's nursing home business. He did not begin dabbling on the side with a writing career until later in his 20s when his girlfriend and future wife bought him a typewriter for his birthday. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. It's nice to be here, Wendy. Lovely. Right. Can I first ask you, Peter, please, just to give a brief description of yourself and your career history and just tell us how you got into writing? Okay, well, um, well, you, you, you kind of touched on it earlier about the, uh, well, my, uh, my wife buying me the, the typewriter back uh, when I was in my late 20s, uh, but I was an English major. Um, in college, uh, I studied at the uh, Wesleyan University, which is in Connecticut here. And um, I was always, I always wrote a lot of things when I started to, I went to work for my family as soon as I, I uh, got out of college. And I was always doing all sorts of business writing. And it wasn't until uh, later in my 20s, I started just dabbling, writing short stories. And uh, I took a couple of workshops at Brown University, uh, which is nearby to me. And um, it just was something that grew on me, um, you know, after a time. Um, um, and, you know, when you're starting out as a writer, it's, it's, it's all about rejection. And um, <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, uh, it's and, and I was I was um, I would write short stories and I would send them to different publications back then. Uh, and, and especially then, you know, you'd wait two, three months sometimes to hear from somebody and you get these succinct letters back saying, thank you, but we can't use this. Yes. And uh, I could have papered my walls with the rejection, rejection letters. Rejection letters. Mm. But, uh, but then one day um, I was really discouraged and, um, and but I got a, a letter back and it was, it was a boilerplate letter like all the others, except at the bottom of it was handwritten a note that said, this was close. Try me again. Wow. Um, and wow. you know, when, when you're starting out, it's just little crumbs like that. Yeah. Yes, it is a little crumb, but such a positive one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't it? Yes. So tell us about the book. What's the inspiration behind the book? And I would also like to, to explain to readers, I loved this book. It was such a, a wonderful, feel good uh, anything is positive. Um, the sun will will always shine. Um, it, it was a wonderful book. So please, please tell us about the inspiration. Well, initially, you know, the the story, uh, as you know, is about an older man. But it started out as a as a story about a younger man. Uh, I, I I I couldn't make it work. I I I had this idea of a a young man who was trying to find himself and uh, he, he goes back to Italy where the, to the, to the town where his ancestors came from. And, and, uh, but I, I just couldn't make it work for, for whatever reason. And, uh, it's kind of, you know, it, it was odd. I, I, uh, um, I was, I brought my son to get a haircut. Uh, mm -hmm. and there's, uh, there's the, the barber was, uh, 
uh, a gentleman from a, a town not far away, and he started telling me a story about this older man he knew that that went back to Italy, and uh, right. after his wife died. And I walked out of the, out of the you know the, the barber shop. I said, "This is not a story about a young man. It's a story about yes. an older man." And um, and then it just all kind of flowed out of that. Um, it was just interesting, you know. The the main characters, you know, is, is Pepe. And, yes. Um, he was. I, I drew on all sorts of characters I had met, um, you know, growing up in North Providence, who was a, a heavy Italian American population, and a lot of like first generation Italians, and they were always, they were guys that I admired. They they were very simple, um, soft spoken, um, hardworking, and um, you know, family men, and um, and I respected them, and I, so I, I wanted to kind of imbue that into into him. And um, he is a nice character, isn't he? He, He's you feel he's a very gentle character, a very almost sort of a little bit self-effacing character, um, a very trustworthy guy as well. You know, a guy that wouldn't let you down, a guy that wouldn't a guy that would be honest with you and truthful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was one aspect of it. Then another, as, as again, as I think you know, the, the cycling aspect of the story was something I was able to um, to weave in, which I loved because you know, I, I I used to do some um, some amateur racing. I got into cycling actually a little bit late, and, and you know, and it wasn't until my thirties actually. But yeah, I loved the sport, and um, uh, and one of the things that I remember, I remember. I, they have age, you know, uh, categories in, in some of the races. They call it masters categories. I'm sure you do the same thing uh, over in the UK. Yes. And um, the the uh, I remember I was uh, I was in the 30 plus category, and uh, I was uh, I was rolling along, warming up on the side of the road, and and a, and a young guy comes up next to me. You could tell he was very fit, and I could see I, you know I was just looking at him out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, "Oh, that's great." The younger guys came out to watch us race. And then I get a little closer, and I realized I saw the gray hair and kind of right. a grizzled face. I said, and I realized this guy, he had to be, you know, much older, like uh-huh. you know, 60s, you know, or 70 even, but like he was like fit as a fiddle. Wow. And you meet all those kind of guys, you know, and, and, and women. I see a lot of women in cycling today as well. And it's a great way to stay fit. And But, but those guys really uh, – inspired me um and um and i i I thought this was another aspect of that you could yeah bring into the story i mean i i don't know whether i was reading too much into it but i i kind of felt as i said in my book review i kind of felt that the relevance of the cycling in the book was about the friendship and the endurance and the sense of achievement um you know, I it was sort of it's stirring and satisfying a sense of adventure at, at the same time. Really, Absolutely. I don't know whether that was a deliberate attempt from 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 you or just me reading too much into the cycling. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but but that's I mean, honestly, I mean, that's what I felt writing it. Um, right, and and, uh, and it's the way I feel about you know you know that sport. It's the. Uh, um, you know the the racing part was fun, but you know, the, 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 just riding in a group is. You know, uh, or even just one other person is is such a a, a great experience. Having the wind in your face and you know the, 
Well, it, it, it's it's a challenge, isn't it? It is. Uh, I mean, you you do talk a lot in the book about the Giro d'Italia and um, it's it cycling, the exertion. You're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, mm. you know, to to try and get ahead, and and aren't you really? Um, so yeah, I I just thought that was it was a lovely touch to include mm. in the book, really. Um, but then we also have. Um, for the readers that haven't read it yet, there is a little bit of romance there on the yeah. horizon, isn't yeah. there, for, there is. for our our cyclist? Yes, and and, uh, and that, that of course is is one of the the main you know themes of the uh, of the book is that you know the uh, you know when Pepe returns to Italy, he thinks his life is over, and yes. uh, um, and he just wants to go there and 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 just basically just die, really. You know, but but it's of course, uh, there wouldn't be much of a story if that's what happened. No. <laughs> um, but also, it's just about the possibilities of life, and yes. um, yeah. um, and that you know, wherever you are in the in the in the in our life you know journey, um, there's infinite possibilities. And, um, uh, this the the widow, the beautiful widow, the beautiful Lucrezia, um, she's kind of running the factory. Um, mm. Can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, where did you, where was the inspiration for, for Lucrezia? Uh, and just tell us a little about the connection with Sulmona. Um, you know, the, the um, you know, well, I, I said it in Sulmona for, because, you know, I discovered, you know, they said the confetti. Uh, I remember wandering around and, 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 uh, and said, it was funny because, oh, this is where it comes from. Um, but uh, when right. I, was, I was a kid. I just it was just something we, we had at you know weddings and, and yes. baptisms and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, but Lucrezia is probably a compilation compilation of. I have a lot of strong women in my life. Yes, I think most Italian <laughs> men do, don't they? <laughs> um, and uh, that's a prerequisite, I think. Really, <laughs> I think so. I think it is, and. Uh, and so I, you know, I, um, and, and, you know, Lucrezia is kind of a, um, um, she's, she's tough in, in a certain way. She's uncompromising, yeah. but she's, um, she's got a soft heart and she's yes. fragile inside. Yes. Um, and she's obviously suffered a, a tragedy. We won't give too much away yes. in the book, but she has suffered her own tragedy. So she's very, I suppose we'd say closed in some yeah. way. Yeah. You know, when something tragedy strikes, you don't really want to open yourself up yes. to the possibility you might be hurt again. Yes, you don't want really. to be vulnerable. Um, exactly, vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so just tell us a little bit about the connection with your own family and Sulmona and the, the mill, Il Molino. Well, uh, yeah, uh, the, the uh, it's, well, the, 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 the mill, the, the Molino, as, as we say, it, it was, uh, it, my, my grandmother grew up in Intradacqua. Um, and, uh, um, you know, the story we've always been told is, is it was just before uh, World War One, And uh, it's kind of a typical story. Uh, my my great-grandfather, uh, their last name was Mazaka, uh, mm -hmm. Nicola Mazaka. And he, he uh, um, he had, he had come to America and was living in Boston and uh, a couple of, two of the older sons I, I think had come. Um, and uh, my grandmother, Malvina, um, you know, was taking care of eight kids, you know, back, back in wow. the, 
an introduction, and she was concerned because um, a couple of her, her other sons were getting old enough with the, with the war coming that she was afraid they were going to be taken into the army, and she just packed up and um, and left left the place and and uh, uh, went to Genoa. Um, right. And so, and, and sailed over on the, I think it was, it was the, the name of the ship was the Dante Alighieri. Uh, oh, which, yes. Which I love. Um, yes. Which I didn't there's, know. Was, there are several roads in, in Pescara called that. There's always. Uh, is that right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And schools, uh, Dante Alighieri. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, wow. I always, I, I, I love my phone. I did not know that until just a couple of years ago when I, when I found out. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and the, uh, you know, so the story goes is uh, um, my grandfather didn't know she was coming. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, she just, uh, she had packed up so, you know, I guess it happened so suddenly. Yeah. And um, you know, it wasn't like today where we have instant communications. And my grandfather didn't get the word until, um, like a half an hour before she was coming up the, on the train to Boston. Um, and, uh, and the story goes that he was on one side of the tracks, but they got off on the other and he was looking around and trying to find her. And then like the train left and they were just standing there looking at each other. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a film in there somewhere. Oh yeah. There? What was great was the way it was, uh, he said, Hey Malvina. And she said, hey, Nick. <laughs> that was it. Oh, and they went home. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's a wonderful story. Mm. I, I mean, there are so many. There are. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just writing an article at the moment for a magazine about, you know, the, the, the migration of Italians sort of during the wars or after mm. the Second World War over to the States because it absolutely fascinates me. Mm. And and I, I know they came to Britain as well, obviously, but I think American, um, sort of American Italians yeah. have more of a connection with Italy somehow. Mm. There is more of a, these are my roots and I want to try and find my ancestors. Mm. I want to connect with them. So you, you did come over to Italy and you, you went to the places, presumably where you knew your, your family was mm. and, and, near Sulmona and what did you think when you retraced your ancestors steps you know at the time that was that was when I was in my early 20s and I'll be quite honest I didn't appreciate it as much um, okay. on, on my first trip to Italy because um, I was just kind of wandering around trying to I had an Italian uh, rail pass and it was which was great at that time. The exchange rate back then was was so it was before the you know, the euro, and um, I mean basically um, you could go everywhere for like a third of the price of, of yeah. over in America, and um, I just kept on you know moving along. Uh, I all the, the most it's funny. I I did a lot of traveling on that first trip, um, you know, just wandering around. Um, but I had I don't know how to explain it, but I felt really at home there. Did you? Um, yeah. And I, I mean, that's that's all. Yeah. You know, I I, I, don't, I it's hard to put it into like a you know at, at the yeah. time I, I I didn't know you know what that feeling really was other than yeah. I just yeah. I just felt an affinity for yes. that area and yeah. Um, yeah. um and I just loved the I loved the mountains I loved you know I enjoyed Pescara and you know, yes. I, 
yes. you know, um, you know, Rhode Island where I live, I live, you know, close to the close to the ocean. And uh um so I, I don't know. And and you know, on subsequent trips, um, you know, I traveled, I, I spent time in other parts of uh of Italy and um it's funny, you know, I've had and found the 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 house with the Molino and right. um uh, you know, we, we think about maybe we should try to buy it. How lovely though. I think, I don't know. I just think it's sort of, it's your identity. It's your, it's, mm. it's in your DNA. No. That Italian gene is incredibly strong. Mm. Isn't it really? It, it really is. Uh, it's, it's just there. It's just second generation, third generation. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's such a strong part of you um and you know and presumably you you want to encourage your own kids to keep the connection going oh absolutely yes and 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 you know it's uh well it's funny you know my uh uh rhode island is a very small state but there's a um it's very diverse for for lack of a better word and in in each town kind of has its own character and it has its own ethnicity almost, and there, there are pockets uh, uh, of of, uh, of uh, places where uh, people of Italian descent who all came from like the same area. Right. Um, and um, that's why just my daughter a while back was saying to me, you know, where we live in Narragansett, it turns out there are a whole lot of Italian Americans. Um, but um, and she had to go to another town, you know, for on, uh, for, for some for some business. I can't remember what, what it was, but I remember. She came back because that town was heavily Italian. And she said, right. oh, I felt so good. Reconnecting. Yeah, and it's a, it's a sensibility Amazing. about things. It's a sensibility Amazing. about about life and and yeah. and uh, uh, about food in particular, um, and um, uh, and just uh, you know, it, and and you know it when you when you feel it. I mean, I'd never visited Italy in my life. I'd always wanted to, but I never had mm. um, and, until I first sort of went there a- around 2009. Uh-huh. And I, I just felt an immediate affinity with it. Yeah. And I don't know where that would have come from because I'm British through and through and <laughs> I don't have any Italian ancestry. Yeah. Well, uh. It's I don't know. It's just the life, the culture, the food um just something about it that's just uh i think it's the culture Uh, something about italians they have a way of welcoming you they do they absolutely do and they make you feel like one of their own yes i would really agree with that anyway can we move on to just a couple of questions so that we can sort of learn a little bit more about you um and your books um what would you say the genre of the book is how would you describe that home to italy home to italy well i, I mean i guess I, I see it you know publicizes it's adult literature but it's okay. not uh adult in the sense that it's adult themes and yeah. um but um um but i like to treat my my readers gently yes um, and um, and you know, and I'm an old Catholic, so you know, I I I, I try to write a certain way, uh, but without skirting, you know, uh, you know the issues. Um, and uh, 
you know, you know, life and and marriage and and relationships and things are are, uh, are all part of you know uh, adult you know literature. I mean, I did. Um... I did mention when I did my book review that for anyone who likes that that story, and I did liken your book to Under the Tuscan Sun, mm-hmm. I, I I just wanted to say that because, I mean, I love that film and it's it's a favourite with, with many people. Mm. But you do, you know, you do evoke the landscape of Italy, the characters, and, and, and a message that, you know, if you've got we have tragedy in our lives that you can get moving again. It is mm. possible, you know, embrace life, love, um, well, embrace life and love will come to you or embrace or the other way around. It's, uh, you know, there's a lovely, lovely message in there, isn't it really? Mm. Spending time with people that you care. Um, I, I don't know whether other people felt the same way. Sometimes I, I feel a bit reticent about comparing somebody's book. But, you know, to me, it's quite important because, well, certainly that book by Francis Mays was mm-hmm. a huge, huge bestseller, yes. wasn't it, really? And mm-hmm. and I just felt the theme of your book was, was you know, this is, this is under the Tuscan sun, but this is under the Abruzzo sun. This is, <laughs> you know, th- th- this, this is our version. This is Peter's version in Abruzzo. And, and it's such a lovely story. Um, okay, right. Next question. Um, y- you have touched on how you formed the character um, of our wonderful cyclist. So really that's my next question about basing your characters on real people that you've met um and how how do you select the names to go with them uh, well creating the characters it's it's, it's a uh, um i you know people ask me that sometimes is this based on somebody you know and particularly with my family it's always a problem oh this is about me or or why isn't this character about <laughs> yeah. me you know yeah. um but really i mean it's you're pulling together. I mean, I can't speak for other ways, but for me, it's like I, I liken it to um, to building a car with with like all sorts of used parts from other right. cars, and you know, so you get a muffler for one car and you know a tire from another, and and all that matters is when you put the car together that it it runs. Right. Um, right. And so that's kind of the way you know I liken to, to how I, I you know. I put the characters together. A lot of it, you know, is is based on on what what the story, you know, what the the arc of the story is going to be. Who is this person? Right. Um, and and you start building from there. And and what what is he going to he or she going to face? Um, and it's different for every character. Um, you know, one of my uh, later books, uh, uh, Francesca's Kitchen, is about a uh, Italian grandmother. She's mm-hmm. a character. Um, la nonna. La nonna, exactly. And, <laughs> um, and, um, and you know, her name actually just came up because I just like the name Francesca. Okay. <laughs> but, um, the, the, but the names really, like, you, you can spend hours and days trying to think of, you know, what should the name of this character be? Um, mm. So a lot of times, it's just the first name that comes to my mind. I'll go with it until right. another one occurs. Um, right. And because uh, there's all sorts of things when you're trying to write that that, that uh, 
impede your progress and getting the story down on paper. Um, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, I mean, do you think that with your writing, does writing energize you or exhaust you um, or both? It, it depends on the situation. Um, you know, the, the, uh, um, when I've had to write under, under contract, it's, it's exhausting. Um, right. Because there's 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 nothing worse than a deadline. No, <laughs> no I'm sure you know. Um, yeah. But uh, but they are necessary though because they they motivate you. Um, but there's other times when um, when yes it has it's it's been almost um, uh, like a form of meditation almost. Um, and you know, when you can really get lost in in what's happening. Um, yeah, when you so when you did um when you did this one home mm -hmm. to italy yeah is this am i right in saying this one is self-published or is this one published no no uh this was published by kensington publishing my, my right. first five books were published by kensington right and, uh, right uh it was my my latest one um, uh, the glass was apprentice uh i i decided to I always wanted to give self-publishing a try. So yes, uh, and which which are you are you still on the fence with them both, or you know what what kind of advice would you give to aspiring writers? Which would you choose? Which would you recommend? Um, I found self-publishing a really um, satisfying experience. Right. Um, I I don't know how to to. To say it, but I, I was really proud of you know I, I had to do absolutely everything. Uh, yes, yes, you did. And there's a lot to do. <laughs> yes, there is. yes. Um, I think you know it's hard. The the writer writing the book you feel is is almost the easy bit when you start it. Right, I've done the book now, so now I've got to publish it, and yeah. well, that's that's you know technical issues possibly, hmm. and then you've got to market it and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to both, I guess. Yes, I think, I think if you, it's so much easier, you know, today than when I first started writing, um, you know, all the tools are there um, and, and the, um, and the avenues to, to, to get your book, you know, like, the, you know, print on demand and all those services yeah. Um, yeah. make it possible um, for, you um, you know, for people to, to, to get their book in print. I think the thing to, to concentrate on um, is doing your best to come up with a quality work. Yes. And, um, and then uh, I, I, it's a long story, so I won't tell you the whole thing, but uh, I happened to speak with a, a impromptu I, I got put on the phone with a with a writer a successful writer uh, over here and um um and then it was kind of an embarrassing situation the way it played out but i thought he was going to hang up on me but it turned out he was a really nice guy he talked to me for like an hour and a half um just out of the blue about what i uh, it was just when i was starting to submit manuscripts and trying to to get um, um published and he said to me he said you have to keep trying mm -hmm. he said make your work better, make it the best it can be. Mm. And if, if it's meant to be published, it'll get published. Mm. And I think that with good advice. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you, you cannot be thin skinned if you want to be. Uh, no, no. And, and that will take me nicely into my next question mm. about book reviews. Mm. How do you deal with good reviews? Not so good reviews. 
Uh, you get both. Um, you know, it's funny. That's where the thick skin comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And you know, here, here's the thing: is you can you can get. I've I've gotten you know I've gotten some really really nice reviews, um, but every now and then you get a clunker, and right. uh, um, and you know I think it's just human nature. We tend to focus on the negative sometimes, and um, because it's almost like addicting. Oh, I got a nice review. Oh, I got another one. You want to read them all, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you, you go on Amazon. You look at the at the, the starred reviews, and um, but then you'll get one that's like, you know, really, you know, not complimentary at all, and it's like a kick in the stomach. <laughs> you know yeah, I can I mean? imagine. I can uh, imagine. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like you feel bad. Oh, somebody read my book and they didn't enjoy it, and and and. Uh, it's um, almost like a personal insult, isn't it? Well, it, it is, but you have to get over that, mm. and that's the thing. You have you have to like get past that get past it and and if you get some positive reviews focus on those and the thing is it's all a process like the the you produce one book move on to the next and make that one better and and um and and just you know commit yourself to to to, to good writing and i mean and, when you have good reviews it's a real sense of validation of your mm, work of the mm. quality of your work so i suppose it, it must be hard not to take it a little personally when you mm. don't get yeah. um, a particularly good review but you know it's once you put yourself out there like you say whether you're published or whether you've done something on kdp and you've self-published mm -hmm. you you put yourself out there you're out there and you just have to take it whatever it is really mm. don't you yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, when I'm writing, I like to, you know, pass things around to, to certain people to get an opinion on stuff. And, and uh, you know, when I always have used a rule when, when, when one person tells me some aspect of my story is not working or something, you know, I say, yeah, okay. Uh, but I don't take it too much to heart. The second person tells me something, I start to pay attention. Right. Like, three people tell me the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Time for a rewrite. Yeah, I got a problem. You know, and yeah. uh, so you know, it's like I said, it's all part of the the writing process. And you know, whatever you know happens, even if you get negative reviews, people are reading your book. Mm. You know, and um, if you wrote it, and if you wrote it, you know, um, you know, um, you don't know what. Uh, even though they might give you a negative review, uh, what part of your book they took with them that had a good effect on them. And well, that's, that's a nice way of looking at it. Hmm. So literary success then, what does literary success look like to you? Is that money, fame, or both? Um, I, I, it's actually kind of like neither. I don't know how to explain this, but you know, the... the, the um, Every now and then, um, you know, I, I still work in the nursing home industry. And so I, I was like, I have two lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, quite a writer. <laughs> um, but uh, the, um, um, every now and then I get a letter from somebody just out of the blue. And, uh, and it's, again, it's funny because it always seems like it, when I go through my, my, my blue period where I said, oh, I, I shouldn't bother writing anymore. I'm, I'm done. Um, it's not worth it or whatever. Um, and then they'll tell me that, oh, uh, I want you to know, you know, I read all your books and they really helped me through a bad time. Wow. Um, 
I'm, you know, and I get those every now and then. Yeah. Um, and that makes it all worthwhile. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's yeah. like, you couldn't, you couldn't give me any amount of money no. or any amount of fame, no. No. you know, to, to take that away. Um, so, you know, if you write, if you get one reader out there who, who really, really enjoys your story and all it did was entertain them for a few hours and got them through a bad day, um, you're a success. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, um, I think people just, like you say, just get, get so much from a book, don't they? A book, mm. it's, it's nice to watch a film. I love watching films, but mm. with a book, you, you just, you're using your, your own, you're searching inside your own imagination because mm. you can't, it, it, it's not visual, is it? Well, it, it's visual in your imagination. Mm. And that's the difference I always think with a book, isn't it, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, oh. You know, sometimes you think that the messages are stronger in a book than than maybe a film. Sometimes, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because with the film, is it's 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 in constant motion. Whereas with the book, yeah. you can you can stop and you can yes you can reflect on what you've read and 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 then go back in again. Uh, and um, it just doesn't work the same way with the uh, you know, with the, with the film. Would you say, Peter, that you have any secrets in your books? that only a few people who know you would find. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you them. No. <laughs> You'd have to kill me, wouldn't you? Yes, I know. Um, you know, most of, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things uh, are, uh, it's funny, my son knows these more than I think than anyone else, is by, are things that I find funny. Um, so there's some, you know, nuggets of humor in my story that little things I've dropped that are jokes that only like, like really I get or he, he gets because he gets my humor. Right. Um, but um, uh, I'll see if I can, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, um, we have an expression here um, when, you know, when, when you want somebody to drive you somewhere or when it's time to go home, you know, you, you say, you know, home, James, like, yes, like a chauffeur. Yes. Do you say yes, that? Yes, I know that. <laughs> okay, so I have a scene, you know, in, in one of my books, I think it's Italian lessons, where um, um, the uh, they want to, they're, they're in a town, again, I believe in Abruzzo, and they, and they want to go back to Rome. And um, um, the, the character says, a Roma, Giacomo. <laughs> and so it's, so, so it's Rome, James. Yes. But, but only my son got that. And what would you say was your hardest scene to write from the book? What, what's a hard scene? The relationship side? Or, tell me. In, in Home to Italy? Yeah. Does it just flow? No, I mean, easily. I. No, I mean, writing for me is 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 difficult, in, in a way, for for a number of reasons. I'm I'm kind of a scatterbrain, and you know what I might be, you know, writing a sentence, and I want I need to choose a word, and, and I end up like looking in the dictionary, and then like connects me to I see another word that sounds interesting that has nothing to okay. do with those you know and then I've wasted a half an hour oh um, right right but um but some of the scenes though the you know where there's a scene early on when when Pepe is in the in the garage and he's working on his bike and um 
um, he's alone in the house, but he's he's uh, imagining, you know, Anna in the doorway, his wife. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember that. And he's he's working, and and uh, there's something about that particular scene affected me, like just like he's missing her, you yeah. know, and he realizes that yeah. he, you know, he, he's he realizes he comes, you know, he comes to himself and realizes he's alone, and all he's got is his bike. Um, and the wheel spinning. Um, yeah, yeah I, it kind of sort of brings home to you that there is, a, you know, the, the sense of mortality and the sense of loss. I mean, she, Anna, we don't meet Anna, of course. Hmm. The tragedy's already happened hmm. when we start reading the book, but hmm. we are very aware of Anna's presence throughout the book. Hmm. Hmm. She's with him, she's by his side. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine that's not so easy to to write to get that sense that she she is there. She is there, yeah. isn't it? Really? Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's like that. I, I would imagine it's like that for for all writers. You have to, you know, you have to put yourself um, to to accurately put into words. You know what what you want, what you're describing. The feelings. Yeah. The you have, you, you have to you have to feel those feelings and. Um, and that's that's a hard. That's very difficult sometimes. Um, for for any aspiring writers who are going to listen to this or mm -hmm. read the book, what tips, what do's and don'ts do you have for aspiring writers? Um, I would say the first one would be finish what you start. Okay. Um, and it, it's very easy in the beginning when you're first you're starting to, to, to write. And it seems like, you know, people kind of all go through the same, um, you know, progression um, when, they, when they get hooked on it. Uh, but it's very easy to start a story. And the beginning, it's great, it's inspiration. But then you hit that middle part. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when it, it really becomes just like a death struggle. It's a test of endurance. And, <laughs> a and bit because, like the Giro d'Italia, I would imagine. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, it's exactly what it's like. And, you have, and what happens, I, I, know, I, I don't know what happens with other writers, but with me, um, when I hit that part, and I, I know it's coming, and, uh, but it's like this, this other person named self-doubt comes right. and sits next to me and says, why are you wasting your time on this story? Don't bother with it. Forget about it. Start something new. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to like not listen to those voices. Yeah. You have to make, and, and I would say you make a plan. You know, I, I don't like write like a firm outline of, of my stories. But it you flows. Need to know, you need to know where your story is going. Mm. And because if you don't, if you don't know, you end up going nowhere. Uh, and, 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 but once you've decided that I'm going to go from point A to point B with this character, then you just got to get there. You just got to have the endurance and the discipline to say, because what happens is once you finish one thing, it gets strengthens you, you know, to, to, to work on the next project. That's you very know? good advice. Um, can I just ask you about your own personal favorite childhood book? What, what was your sort of inspiration? The book that you 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 read as a child. Um, well, I love the Once and Future King um, by T. H. White, the story of King Arthur, and mm -hmm. I love the Arthurian legends. Um, 
um, just his way of writing and, and, and storytelling. Um, um, I've gone back and read it, you know, a couple of times. Um, but Everyone that, has a very different experience, don't they? I mean, yeah. you know, we, I'm sure it's the same in the state, but, you know, you read books at school and sometimes they they stay with you. I mean, we we studied at school, this is going back many years, mm. we did To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, God, I love To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, and yeah, it, yeah. for me, it's mm. it's just stayed with me. It just yeah. f For all those years, it yeah. was such a... Um, you know, Atticus Finch is such an iconic oh, figure, you know. Um, just amazing, um, amazing. And I I would love somebody to redo the film. Mm. I don't know how politically correct it could be now, but, you know, there are some some films like that, aren't there? Some yeah. books that you just think, yeah, I'd just really like to. I must read that again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You think about it. Yeah. Um, right, so let's move on to where can readers get your book from, please? Your website details. Okay, I, I do uh, I do have a, a, a rather poorly maintained website. It's peterpazelli.com. Okay. And um, um, I do have a, I've just finished a manuscript, so I'll be, um, I don't know. It's actually, it's somewhat of a departure from my, uh, other books, not not in terms of themes, but in in, in writing style, it's it's much more stream of consciousness, and uh, it was an experiment that that may have gone awry, but <laughs> okay, um, what, what, that what you might be seeing uh, on there, and I have a Facebook account, uh, you know, lovely uh, Peter Pizzelli, and uh, um, um, and other books to mention, I've seen that one, Francesca's Kitchen, and I'm thinking, right, you can I you can find them all on Amazon. <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah, Francesca is actually one of my favorites so um um I've got a list of them I put a yeah. I put some in in the review we've got well they all sound lovely don't they the glass yeah. blowers apprentice Italian lessons uh every Sunday Francesca's kitchen and Villa Mirabella yeah and they're all you can find them all on Amazon great um well, that's yeah. wonderful. I just want to say how much I've enjoyed having a chat with you and um, and and just knowing your backstory, Peter. It's such a privilege. It really is. I, I I've come into publishing quite late into life and editing, but to read the books and then um, interview the authors and find out how they they got on their journey is is an absolute privilege and it's been really really nice to talk to you about it and you know i'd love to stay in touch if i may absolutely wendy this is this is a, such a pleasure i appreciate it very so much i will let you go it's going dark here in the uk so <laughs> you're probably getting ready for lunch <laughs> yes it's a, it's a beautiful uh the crystal clear sky uh, fall day oh, here really so yeah. oh gosh no it's windy and it's dark and it's raining <laughs> and uh yes it's quite depressing really so um well curl up with a good book <laughs> <laughs> i will and um as soon as i do a little bit of editing and um and um, re refreshing the, the interview and I'll send you a copy and then I'll put it on my website. That sounds great. Wonderful. Lovely to meet you, Peter. Buonasera. 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 Ciao. Ciao.